Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Win Pod Repeat. I'm your host, Sam Anthony, and I'm with Spencer Wellington. Spencer, in the house. How you doing? Washington, D.C., down there. But you're down there celebrating because the fucking Boston Red Sox are going to the American League fucking championship series. Let's fucking go. Um, I'm actually up here in D.C. You're down in Charlotte now, so ah. I'm, I'm above you now just to just to put that out there. But anyway, Directions are hard um, It's a very exciting time uh, to be a Boston Red Sox fan, and uh, we are playing with like the most house money right now. Um, <laughs> there was no expectation, I don't think, of a single Red Sox fan for them to win that series against the Rays. Basically, since... July, I was like, just win the wild card game. I don't care who we're in the wild card game against. I don't care if it's Homer on the road. Like, win the wild card game. Then I don't care what happens. And um, that was kind of a nice attitude to have. Every time we've been to the playoffs before, I've been like, you got to win the World Series. Um, and this year, that was not my expectation. And so now we're just kind of riding the wave. And it's been a hell of a wave, man. Uh, those were some fun wins the last last two games. So um, definitely didn't think. Definitely didn't feel good after the first game of the series. Uh, was feeling like we were about to get swept, and then we won the next three games. So what the fuck? I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's funny because think about how, like, the mood changed, all right? So you have game one where the Red Sox offense does nothing. Uh, you have the start of game two with the grand slam uh, by Jordan Luplo of all fucking people. I mean... God, if I had to hear one more time from the announcers being like, oh, what a what a sneaky good pickup for the Rays. I was like, no, no, relax, relax. It it kind of is because he he mashes the left. I mean, it was. And they can, the Rays can afford to have a guy like that on their roster, but let's not act like he's an all-star here. Yeah, I mean, hey, it paid off for him when it counts, and that's why you make these moves, which is great. But ultimately, it wasn't enough in the long run. You have the Red Sox who in game two, I mean, just like the absurdity of the offense to just go and explode. Um, you have game three, the, you know, marathon before the Boston marathon, uh, you know, winning oh, an extra true, innings. True, good point. Trish, uh, Christian Vasquez. Oh, the other reason I know that is because, again, uh, every single time that Joe Davis would talk, he'd be like, it was the marathon before the marathon. So I can't even take credit, but. Uh, oh, fair. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pay attention to him. I tried to ignore the broadcast for the, this. Whole you gotta thing, ignore so. John Smoltz. I mean, you really, yeah, you really absolutely. do. Raphael I mean, Devers' I, mystery injury. I feel bad for Joe Davis having to deal with him the whole time, honestly. But yeah, yeah. You uh, know, let, let's not dwell on that. that, that yeah. The series was great. Um, fuck John Smoltz. He he was not able to ruin the fun. So all right, Spencer. So obviously, you know. It's been kind of last time we talked was the, you know, Red Sox winning the wild card game. Obviously a lot has happened since then in terms of the series, in terms of just the last 3 games for the Red Sox. Um where do you, we talk, where do you want to go first? Did we talk after winning the world's winning the wild card game? I don't think we, we did. We did. We I did think we post, talked before it. I thought we did our post reacts or was that no, we didn't. We were gonna. No, we yeah, right. we didn't. You're right. Yeah, so mm-hmm. like it's it's a wild difference from our last podcast when I mean at least I was thinking like I don't fucking know what this team's gonna do, and then I predicted the Yankees were gonna win. So um, to go from that to the current uh, the current situation is is a wild difference. Yeah, I know because like and and even then like the mood of well you know we're gonna win 
and we're probably going to go lose to the race because the Rays, you know, are so good. And, you know, it's so interesting because game one to me was like, like vintage race, you know, you would Randy Rosarena doing exactly Absolutely. what he had done last postseason, And so in your head, you're like, here we go again. You know, like, it, you know, it sucks. I heard, I heard somebody say it, but it's so true where it's like that Randy Rosarena steal of home was so fucking cool but I hated it because it was against <laughs> us. And they're, you know, uh, Joe Davis the whole time is like, you know, he's got the opening. There's nobody covering third. He can take as much of a lead as he wants. He can time him up. And then you're like, no, nah, like there's no way he's actually going to do it. And he fucking, I mean, it was unbelievable. And so you're just in this like, you know, demise of sadness. But then, you know what, man? Like it's so, it's so interesting to me because it's all, what I love about this Red Sox team and I think allows them to be competitive is, you know, you one, I think, there's just such a good energy. I mean, you're talking about a clubhouse that really like enjoys playing with each other, has, has a good time. But Definitely. talk about different people stepping up. I mean, you know, Rafael Devers had a really great series, despite, you know, John Smoltz, you know, saying he was injured. Yeah, uh, like, that was even the, though that they're was the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, like, you know, like, and you know, to, what bothers me the most about that, if we'll, we'll start with talking about Rafael Devers, um, is the fact that. You know, everyone's probably hurt to some degree in October. I mean, you played oh, 162 100%. games. 100%. Like, it's just like, it's so funny to me where it's like, oh, like we, the Red Sox haven't confirmed anything that's wrong with him. And it's like, bro, he's probably just sore. And when yeah. you're throwing him, you know, high inside fastballs, like it's going to look a little awkward. But the, just... thing, the thing too is like no one else like ran with that. No one else no. on social media or like Nowhere. anything was was like oh john smoltz said this like oh we'll look into it we'll ask alex core like that never happened because no. everyone was just like this guy's just making shit up he's not uh, hurt. which is yeah. what he does because he's a fucking idiot so um yeah <laughs> Tell me he how was like really oh feel. yeah i fucking hate john smoltz um and i can't wait to listen to him in the world series but uh yeah i mean it was it was dumb and rafael devers was like suck on it so yeah i mean two yeah. home runs six for 18 six ribbies <laughs> you know like and all of his to me it's like i always really like rafael devers like approach to the plate and you know i know obviously there are times that he tries to swing for the fucking moon but like he took what he, like there were some really good base hits where it was just like a nice low ball that he just took and lifted into right field and, mm. and i like that because you know like with Boston, like that was, that's what even in the first game, you know they were getting base hits. They just they were a lot of singles. They weren't big hits, and they weren't you know translating into scoring. But they kind of stuck with that, you know, like they were getting guys on yeah. base, and then eventually, bam, they were getting the big hits. They were getting those extra base hits, and you know I think that's a good way to play baseball because you know what when they're gonna they're going up against Houston. We know that Houston crushed crushed Chicago uh, today. Um, Rip. Yeah brutal on the white Sox, but you're probably not going to out slug the houston astros like you know you got guys like jordan alvarez and carlos correa in that lineup and bregman's back you know like they're they're a good team and you know not saying that boston's offense is not good but if they can stick to that fundamental get runners on base get guys in you know any runs that you can even you know even the way they did it in the ninth inning you know christian arroyo getting the bunt getting vast or uh the most manufactured run of all time yeah i mean it just and you know like getting the runner to second base on that bunt by Arroyo, you know, help because you know at at what point you know the uh, the G Man Choi error wouldn't have meant as much if or it could have potentially turned into a double play. A lot of different things could have happened in that scenario, but you get the yeah. runner over to second. You know they that's that's good stuff. And as much as you know the you know 
that kind of small ball has died. Like Alex Cora knows when to do things in certain situations. And I think, you know, the Red Sox managed things pretty well. I don't think there was a lot of decisions that I questioned. Uh, Ryan Brazier coming in in the eighth <laughs> inning, though. I, I question that now after the fact. Might, might be the so one good. question. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this, Spencer, not on the podcast, but like Brazier, ERA was great, but his FIP is just fucking horrible. Awful. Uh, which I haven't checked it lately. It's probably better lately because he's been he's been good. I think a lot of it is probably from the first stint when he came back, yeah. Um, and he was awful, and then like he I think went back on the IL or something, or just I don't know got COVID maybe because everyone did. Um, and then when he came back, he was he was pretty solid. So I don't know if the FIP was from that, but I mean if your FIP it was like over twelve. If your FIP is over twelve, th- there's something going on there. Yeah, and so yeah. therefore every time um he's been in since uh the dc series actually i think maybe since baltimore uh, i was like may the fit gods uh bless ryan brazier and keep him and keep him safe from giving up runs and yeah. they did for a long time um until yesterday when i was very scared i think you were scared as well mm-hmm. um because the rays uh you know turned back into the rays and, and tied it up and it was like shit if we if they win this game they get the momentum they go back home um we could be fucking toast here and uh just be a good story that that ended early but uh then we manufactured a run uh, on the bottom of the ninth and uh it was a good time i'll tell you though the guy i want to talk about who you know uh, he i think he's been i I don't want to say he hasn't been getting the love he deserves because he definitely has especially in that situation but garrett whitlock getting out of that you know understanding you know Hey, you know, this isn't like a, you know, we're up by three runs. It's okay if the one run comes in, just get the three outs. This was like, look, he can't score. You need to do everything in your ability and your power to go out. And in this situation, a guy who, what, he hadn't played above, I think it was A ball, A ball mm-hmm. or double A before he came up for the Red Sox this year, rule five and Something everything. Like yeah. And I mean, that's, that's great. That's storybook. You, you love storylines and you love guys like that, but it's not, it's not even, you know, shocking. Um, I don't know if you you saw there was a, a quote from Garrett Whitlock where he was talking about earlier in the year where he gave up a walk off to Chicago and mm-hmm. he was feeling down on himself and Kike went up to him and basically said, hey, man, you know, don't get down on it yourself like we love you and you're going to be a big part of this going forward. And he goes, that just really like kept me up and kept me going. And, you know, bam, oh, I mean, biggest moment of the season for the Red Sox pitching wise. And he stepped up and made that stop, and he he set it up for Kike, his guy, to hit it home, man. I mean, it, just does, it doesn't get better than that. Uh, he was huge all series. He had, he was yeah. big, um, you know, in game three um, and, and keeping that uh, tied. And then um, I think he – didn't he pitch in game two? Or no, he was going to, and then they put Matt Barnes in because we were up by eight runs. Yeah, um, <laughs> didn't, didn't need him. So thank God we were up by eight runs because then we got to use him in games three and four. But – I think my you were talking about like the one time questioning Cora in this series. I think my one time I was listening to Game Three coming home uh, from Pittsburgh, and um, Hansel Robles was in the game. We had that two run lead, four to two, and then he gives it up, and it's four to three, and it was two outs, and Whitlock was warming, and he had been warming, and I was thinking in the car, I was like, Cora, put him in, like put Whitlock in. Why? Why are we trusting this game? to Hansel Robles right now, I don't, I don't, I have no trust in Hansel Robles and he gave up, you know, the one run already. He gave up hard contact. Um, I feel like maybe we win that game a lot sooner if Whitlock comes in to get four outs there. Um, 
And, but, and what's, what's remarkable... We, we won the series anyway, so it doesn't matter now, but that's yeah. you know, kind of the one situation where I was like, what, what are we doing here? You know, it's so interesting because I'm pulling up the numbers here now. Um, but did you... This, this blows my mind. Did you know Hanso Robles, like, didn't give up a run in his five final 15 since August the season. like that's yep. insane like yep. and it's so funny because like I feel like when he first came like the connotation around like he was so bad to start that everyone's like god fucking damn it like what a terrible <laughs> trade like we're reaching yeah. for these guys we got we got Robles we got Austin Davis like who the fuck are these guys you know right um and so it sucks because you're right like you he earned his trust in that situation but at the same time in the playoffs you know guys have quicker hooks you have a guy like Garrett Whitlock who literally is built. I mean, he's a guy that usually goes multiple innings of relief. He's not a guy that you usually just bring in for one inning. Like he's mm-hmm. a guy that you go, yeah, Hey, that, I mean, that's the seventh thing. And eighth of your innings. Exactly. He, he's been used as a multi-inning guy all year long. Um, and that was game three. Like he hadn't pitched in the series. I don't know if he pitched in game one actually, cause I didn't watch game one. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know why he didn't come in earlier, but whatever, it worked out. So yeah, I mean, um, Alex Cora made a lot of power moves the rest of the way. So I'm not going to yeah. like harp on on one thing. I will say one of the power moves I did love was the fact that he had Chris Sale like going in the bullpen for a brief moment there at the did end really? of the game. Yeah, He's in four? yeah. Um, oh, when wow. um, when it was looking like it was still going to be tied to go to um, extras. Or no, I'm sorry, it was in the eighth. It was in the eighth when they were like, okay, okay. If, if we take the lead here, it looked like they were going to bring in Chris Sale to close it out. Because um, oh, that was, you know, that was one of those... World Series action. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I saw that and I was like, honestly, like, I love it. I love the fact that, one, you know, there's a lot of managers that would have a guy like Chris Sale and would be so fucking petrified to, like, overuse him or misuse him because of the injury and all that stuff. But, like, come on, you know a guy like Chris Sale who's as competitive as he is? It's like, put me in whenever the fuck... You want me to put like go win this fucking game, and, and I love that. I mean, I I've loved the usage for uh, for the most part. I've loved the way Alex Cora's used pitching this whole series, like Pavetta, Hauk, like pulling guys quickly. You know, I just like I think that's great, and I think you know, look, look at look at Erod for example. You know, Erod didn't have it in game one. Pull him quick, all right. You're doing everything you can to kind of trying to hang around. Doesn't work, but to me, pulling him, giving him the chance to kind of really you know be pretty well rested coming into game four he hadn't pitched a lot and could adjust and he came out and he fucking dealt man yeah i think um i think the rays abilities to mash left-handed pitching played a big role in that and obviously they didn't get do it in game four but yeah. in games one and two they were destroying left-handed pitching erod i mean in both because i did watch the very beginning of game one and watch game two they weren't absolutely destroying either Erod or Sale um, in either of those games. They were hitting them. And then obviously you have the Luplo Grand Slam, but um, there was a lot of just singles and finding gaps and stuff like that. And I didn't think either of them really pitched horribly. No, um, I didn't but either. But still, um, you know, the fact that they're putting balls in play, um, I think Cora definitely made the right move to switch to a righty, especially because you got those lineups that the Rays have made to face lefties in these games um and so you put in a righty against that lineup designed for lefties and uh you know i think that that flipped those games and i mean the race still won game one but they didn't score or hit nearly as much after Erod got pulled and then you know game game two it got they shut them down after sale came out so um yeah yeah and and you know what like that's i think that's another strong 
you know, that's a, a, another great advantage of this Boston Red Sox team. I think they're so built to do, I mean, most comeback wins in baseball, like that's just kind of what they do. And I think that's really great for the postseason. You know, they've, they've done it enough times. They know how to shake off, you know, an early struggle, but you know, a bad first inning. Um, I think that's great because I feel like you see so many teams in the postseason, you know, go down early and then just have no idea how the fuck to come back. And, you know, it's this tight game and it's tight game and you're just waiting for somebody to make a big hit. And, you know, you're like, I, again, watching the, the White Sox Astros game today, you know, it really just, and like, they have some, they have some good dudes all up and down that lineup, but the way it felt today when, you know, they started up early and then they fell back down to Houston when they were still in it before it was 10 to one, you know, it felt like they kept waiting for the top of the lineup to come, you know, with Tim Mm -hmm. Anderson and Moncada and Robert. And then when they wouldn't do anything, it was like, all right, now we got to wait for them to come back up again. You know, not big situation. I mean, their only run was scored by fucking, and no, no, this is not an offense to Gavin Sheets, but Gavin Sheets was the only fucking <laughs> one who scored a run today. And that's not going to win you a ball game. You know, I look at no. Boston, you know, Christian, Christian Vasquez, a guy who, you know, everyone was saying, you know, if you're looking for an o- offense, you know, get Ploiecki in there. Don't, don't have Christian Vasquez. You know, he's right, a guy exactly. that hasn't been hitting for power lately. Um, but, you know, it just feels like, you, you know, like, ah, this lineup's nice, man. Like I, I do like, and I like that everyone's kind of playing their role again, like Arroyo in the nine spot, laying down his fucking bunt, you know? Yep. And that quote, I mean, that's still my favorite. The fucking, the fact that Iglesias is the one giving him the tips on how to bunt. And that's phenomenal. Yeah. Love that Iglesias is still in the middle of this. He was in the, um, the picture with Xander last night mm-hmm. when they were like the flight to Tampa was canceled. I loved that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, the having proven that you are a team that can come back um, throughout the season, I think is, is huge uh, because, you know, the team has that, uh, you know, in their memories that they are, are feeling like they have a chance to come back in these games in the postseason. Um, and I think for the White Sox, um, you know, you get beat, beat down in games one and two, and then they finally do come back. I feel like they fed off the home crowd in game three. Um, and I wasn't watching today. Um, but seeing the score is probably like, you know, you, you, ha- you came back once, you tried to come back three times now in three games. And it's like, what, what are we supposed to do? This Astros team just keeps, just keep speeding their ass. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be quite the task, uh, going up against that offense. So, all right. So, you know, we've done a little reflecting now on this team. Let's, let's look forward to this, this Astros team. All right. You know, a little transition action. A little transition accent, you know, like I have, you know, good moments every once in a while. Um, and I'm glad, you know, but I really, you know, to credit to you, because you really, you know, you teed me up. This is the the chemistry. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's how we make podcast magic. So uh, <laughs> because you teed me up so well, uh, you know, I will actually let you go first. So just, you know, oh, initial boy. thoughts, feelings, obviously Houston Astros, you know, I mean, we didn't even fucking think we were going to make it this far. So what, what are the moves, expectations? You know, I mean, like, obviously, like, hey, fuck, anything could happen. Yeah. I mean, my memories of, because it's been a while since we played the Astros. It was back at the end of May, beginning of June. Um, and so we lost, what, both those series? Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's not great. It's <laughs> uh, not great. But I remember kind of, in that series, when, when we got the second series done with, I was like, all right, uh, we don't have to face the Astros again until at least the playoffs. So that's great. That's probably the best team we're going to play. And uh, here we are back, back to the playoffs and, and we're playing the Astros. So um, I think 
I think Bregman might have been out when we played them last, um, so he's back now. I just remember their starting pitching being ridiculous. Um, Framber Valdez came back since then, but I remember um, I remember Luis uh, Garcia being fucking nasty um, and basically unhittable in that series. Um, Urquidy uh, pitched well against us. And then Lance McCullers, he's fucking good. I, I, is Zach Greinke starting games for them still? Like I don't even yep. know who. I, I don't know who doesn't today. start for them. Yeah, McCullers um, pitched today. He was phenomenal. Okay, so you have got what? Arkiti, Greinke, McCullers, and then Garcia. I'm assuming. Um, Valdez too. Framber, so right? is Garcia coming out of the bullpen? Uh, you know what? That's, that's really terrifying. Phenomenal, that's a phenomenal question. Hold on, we're we're pulling up. We're pulling up the the, the data, the numbers. <laughs> Um, getting but, a break down here, but yeah, keep going. I mean, just thinking about how this series against the Rays went, our advantage was that we had guys who could go long, uh, more of those guys than the Rays did, um, because you had these rookies kind of getting lit up. Shane Bash, uh, Shane McClanahan got lit up yesterday. Drew Rasmus didn't, didn't last long in game three. Um, and then, so we had guys like Avaldi and Erod, uh, Nick Pavetta, and Tanner Houck that um, gave us a lot of innings in the series and got us got us some wins. Uh, this Astros team has that and probably better. So, you know, you have a lineup. We have a good lineup. I would say that the Astros have a better lineup. We have a good rotation. I would say that the Astros have a better rotation. Um, the bullpens, I think, are comparable. The Astros kept trading for bullpen arms over the course of the season, and Yimmy Garcia and Phil Maton... Um, and uh, who'd they get from the uh, Mariners? Um, Graveman, Kendall Graveman. Kendall Graveman. Um, and I feel like they've all been kind of mediocre, I guess, maybe. I haven't looked quite at the numbers, but I know um, Maton got destroyed, and I think Garcia wasn't that great either. Yeah, Maton, I mean, yeah, he's been, Maton was solid. He's um He's been solid in the postseason. He's at three outings, um, but he pitched today. Oh, okay. Good. Um, Graveman has been has been good um but let's see um yep so interesting they enough still have actually, a trash bag osuna in there um no he is, or is he dead? I, I think he's dead okay cool. i actually don't even Fun. know what happened to that guy um that's that's a really phenomenal question <laughs> but they have yeah, uh, presley um presley yep presley He's uh he's their guy I think out of the out of the pen I mean he's gonna yeah. be he's scary he's got the na- some of the nastiest stuff I've fucking seen. Um, yeah, so McCullers mean, by the way got two of the uh, three Astros wins in this series. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think this Red Sox team is a good team, and yeah. they've proven me wrong so far. I thought they were gonna lose to the Yankees. Uh, and they didn't. I thought they were going to lose to the Rays, and they didn't. And once again, I now think that they will lose to the Astros. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope that I was wrong in the first two series, and I was, and I hope I'm wrong again here. Um, but, damn, that Astros team is a really good fucking team. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. And they have home field. It's not great. Yeah, they have that. Um, and I'll tell you, man, somebody who I fucking I love to watch, but I hate when he's going against the Red Sox, is Jordan Alvarez, man. Uh, he's really fucking he, good. He just, I mean, it's unbelievable for someone to just like come onto the scene like he did and just fucking mash. And it's, I mean, that's literally all he's done since he came to baseball. You know, last year he was dealing with injuries and you just didn't see him a whole lot. 
Um, yeah. But then this year he came back and you were kind of like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I, it's just like it's I mean, there's a lot of guys, you know, obviously like the top of the lineup, you know, you know, Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, uh, Correa. But I mean, even guys like I mean, again, like a Jordan Alvarez, young, great guy I love who's been one of the, the better hitters. Actually, actually, I think the best hitter in baseball since the All-Star break is Kyle Tucker which yep. is crazy because yep. I feel like, again, he, this team is so talented that sometimes you forget about guys like Kyle Tucker. And you're like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not, if you're a casual fan, you're like, who the fuck is Kyle Tucker? Um, Kyle Tucker was batting in the fucking seven spot in yeah. the Astros order. And and that's what's like scary about it. the six spot. Yeah. You're just like, holy crap. Like they don't even need him there. Um, and so that's, I mean, when you, when you talk about Boston Red Sox pitching, What's going to scare the fuck out of me is, you know, the Red Sox could start off, open a lead, but then if you have to get to the bullpen, you're going to be like, holy shit, we have to get Yeah, we're going to be throwing Robles against, uh, against Jordan I mean, Alvarez. That's not great. No, I mean, the Red Sox offense will need to be, I mean, this is what makes me feel good. The Red Sox offense, after that first game, really came to life. And, and I, th- I think we knew that was how the Red Sox were going to have to win games. They, they, the Red Sox are not going to win a 2-1 game. It's just, it's not going to happen. Um, they're very much like the opposite of the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, for a lack of a better comparison, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, hey, so it's, it's tonight. Yeah. Hey, man, they're, they're hanging in there. It's, yeah, 4-4, bottom of the seventh as we record this podcast. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. Go Brew Crew. Let's get a game five. E- e- if e- you know, I know it's way too early to be thinking World Series ahead of that stuff, but if either of those two teams could go to the World Series instead of the Giants or the, the Dodgers, I'd that'd prefer be lovely. that. Yeah. That would be, that'd be really great. Yep. Um, and if the Dodgers could just get knocked out, actually, they're the team that probably scares me the most. So yeah, that's they, fine, too they could just go away tonight. Um, if yeah. So if San Francisco could make that happen for me, um, that would be awesome. Um, so, all right. Well, you know what, Spencer? All right. So I think there's a couple things that we might as well just cover before we finish up this podcast. Um, right. and, uh, the first is, um, you know, going into this, cause we've talked about a lot about the pitching. Um, but I want to talk offensively, you know, we saw Kike play out of his mind. Unbelievable. Um, Raphael Devers was really great. JD, when he came back, mashed. Um, but who do you think in that lineup going into this series is going to be the most important for the Boston Red Sox? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, they're going to need they're going to need everybody because <laughs> it, you know it's, that's fair. It's not going to be. We're not going to win these games three to one. At least I highly doubt we will. I, yeah. If we're going to win these games, it's going to be seven to five. It's going to be you know nine to seven stuff like that. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, six to nine, if you know what I mean. But yeah, um, got him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at this Astros lineup right now, and and it, like, goddamn, uh, where do you where do you find the holes? Maybe with Jake Myers, but he's he was actually really good at hitting this season. Um, yeah. Martin Maldonado, he sucks, but um, mm-hmm. that's the only one. And so <laughs> yeah. we're, gonna, we're we're gonna need them all. We're gonna need Kike. We're gonna need Schwarber. We're gonna need Devers and Bogarts and JD. Um, and and Vasquez and and Christian Royal. I mean, it'd be cool if if Bobby Dahlbeck wanted to uh, step up and and get some big hits. He didn't do much in this series, so that's one guy that I'd like to see a little more from. But mm-hmm. um, they weren't really playing him much no. uh, the last two games, at least. So um, you know, there. 
I think it's all right-handed starters, right, for the for the Astros. So probably not going to see uh, Bobby starting, but maybe some big pinch hit at bats from Bobby. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking, and that's going to be you know, do you trust a young guy in that spot to make that? Edit? My answer is yes. He was so fucking unbelievable down the stretch. He that was. I you know I, I know that's a totally different animal coming in pinch hitting, especially in a big spot. But yeah. um, you know, again, man. Uh, the thing I think is going to be the difference for the Red Sox is, is Alex Cora. I mean, no offense to Dusty Baker, Dusty Baker, you know, one of the most respected guys in baseball. People love him. But I think in terms of a guy who knows how to manage a game, I think mm-hmm. Alex Cora is the best. I, I mean, Absolutely. it was such a difference this season. And I think he knows not only strategy, but he's such a, he knows his guys so well to put them in those right spots. Cause you know, it's just, it's interesting, you know, cause when, uh, when Travis Shaw, you know, gets put in the game instead of Bobby. And obviously, you know, you have some some matchups there that you're going with, but, you know, first... I kept waiting for Shaw to get that big playoff hit, and he just didn't the series. I know, and it would have been so great. Who knows? Yeah, hey, man. I mean, we got at least four more games to see if that'll happen. Uh, And so, yeah, man. You know, what's exciting is that we get, you know, at least four more games of Red Sox baseball. Um, And another thing, you know, just to fucking end on as kind of like just a fun thing, how about those fucking crowds at Fenway Park? Dude, they've been electric. And if we're down 0-2, which is very possible, um, coming home I think is going to be huge for this team um, and can can easily get them back into the series to, to extend the series. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was listening. I was watching the Dodgers-Giants game last night, and I was like, damn, this makes me thankful for what that Red Sox crowd was bringing because this crowd is dead. I mean, it's L.A., so it's kind of to be expected, but. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, but even fucking Chicago today I was watching. I mean, they were allowed to start, but as soon as they got down, it was like dead. I mean, yeah. It was just silent. And it's just yeah. like, I mean, obviously, look, the, the Red Sox had some good game and they were holding leads the whole time, but it was close. And there was a lot. I mean, it's just like, I, I love the energy and it makes me it, one. It makes me sad that I live in North Carolina, that I can't <laughs> you know, fucking go to that shit. But yeah. also like. I just, it's so good. So Spencer, next year, book it. We're going to Fenway. We're going to like a Red Sox Yankees game. Like we're not fucking messing around. Let's do it. Like it's, yeah, it'll be great. We'll, we'll live podcast from the bar. Okay. No, that that sounds awesome. Yeah. That's right. We'll make it happen. I I don't know. I don't know who's going to want us, but uh, we'll get, we'll get somebody to host us. (laughs) Yeah. Or we we can just uh, get our mics and go in the corner. No one will over there. Absolutely. No, it'll be fine. (laughs) Either either way, we're going to do it. So, well, all right. Um, that's it for for win pod repeat today spencer Wait, what, what's your any prediction? final thoughts my prediction uh oh that's right we should do predictions um yeah you know what i'm gonna just say it because i believe in this team and fuck it socks and seven it's gonna go seven if they're gonna win it's Damn. gonna go seven if they're it's, yeah i mean i have the same thought if they're gonna win it's gotta be in seven yeah um i'm gonna I, I picked the yankees i also picked the rays so i gotta keep picking the other team because absolutely the red Sox so far. Yep. so Can't uh, stop. i'm gonna go gonna go stros and six um, that's what the logic part of my brain says is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but here's here's hoping for a different result, and here's hoping for uh, justice for Alex Cora. Um, I think that's our, our slogan for the series. Justice for Cora. Tweet it out. Hashtag yep. justice for Cora. Let's I love going. it. Oh, all right. Hashtag justice for Cora. That's what we're ending on. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you all next week.